Welcome back, listeners. On this episode, I spoke to composer Bobby Krillick about his work on Beef and Bo is Afraid. Krillick is a BAFTA award winner, and his past work includes Midsommar, Snowpiercer, and The Alienist. Hello. Hi, Bobby. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm great. Thanks. Nice to meet you. Very nice meeting you. Um, first off, I just have to say congratulations on one hell of a year you're having. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, it, it feels like that for sure. <laughs> yeah. How are you taking all of this in? Uh, I, I don't know. I'm not really one, honestly, for uh, I find it very difficult to kind of sit back and take any kind of stock. <laughs> So, uh, you know, my kind of default mode is to just keep pushing on and keep working and keep finding new interesting things to keep me occupied. That said, it's really nice to have these projects out in the world that I think are really important and really uh, great people that I'm really happy to be somewhere close to. Yeah, no, absolutely. I I just saw Bo is Afraid yesterday um, and I... It was just such a, I did a matinee showing and it was just, I was so glad to sort of just have that immersive experience by myself just to sort of get my head in that. Um, uh, but I love that and I love beef and um, I'm just so thrilled to be chatting with you. Well, thank you. Um, so, I mean, speaking of beef, I mean, how were you approached for um, this particular project? Uh, beef? Um... Yeah, I mean, I believe, yeah, Sonny kind of reached out to my team and uh, he and I met pretty early on um, in the process. Um, so we set a meeting and he came here to my house and we just kind of sat in my studio and talked about what the show was going to be and his vision for it and all the kind of musical ideas and we sat and played each other music for a couple of hours and just had a really good time. <laughs> Hmm. And kind of kind of grew from there really you know i think um it it quickly transpired that we you know we're both very similar age and the music that we listened to in kind of our emotionally formative teenage years was almost identical and you know that ended up being a lot of the kind of main musical elements of the show particularly when we were talking about how we wanted to kind of end each episode with these kind of big statements and little drops of music from that era um, it just seemed really exciting to me and seemed like something that nobody was doing or had the courage to do and uh, yeah I just thought it was really a really interesting new exciting concept for, for a show I hadn't seen before. Mm. And so after having these conversations I mean where where do you go where where does your headspace start um, going <laughs> off I'm honestly just really excited. I mean, he kind of, you know, he wasn't very kind of dictatorial in terms of like what really the music should be. He just kind of was very emotionally descriptive about what the show was and who the characters were and what that kind of meant. And then, you know, we had kind of a Spotify playlist that we shared with each other that we kept adding to. Um, and, you know, we kind of had this idea that we want it to be score, but it would be really interesting if some of the score, you couldn't really tell if it was a needle drop or if it was 
the score. So, you know, we kind of, and uh, so from that, he just kind of left me to create some pieces. I mean, we had some time, so, which is a luxury. Uh, so uh, I just kind of went to work and, you know, I decided that I wanted to kind of approach it from more of a kind of band perspective. I mean, with me playing everything, but still like a band, you know, so the basis kind of to start with was guitar, bass, drums, piano, like that kind of thing. Um, so I just started making songs um, and the songs kind of based off the script and, and uh, sending them to him and just seeing which of these pieces felt in in the vibe, in the spirit of the show. Um, and luckily, most of them did. And I think all of them, apart from one, ended up being key themes in the, in the show. Mm. And so, did you know the entire arc going into um, the process, or how was that sort of? No. <laughs> I didn't. And, and I kind of make that point with particularly television. Um, when I work on it, I don't always read too many things ahead of time. Like I think I read scripts one to four. Um, and then he was really kind and invited me to the first table read that the cast had together. Um, so I was able to kind of see how the dialogue could kind of jump off the page and what the kind of pacing was and the kind of chemistry between the, uh, the actors. Um, so I kind of came away from that and I had a good idea of what I felt it should feel like and what kind of uh, what the kind of uh, emotional kind of expanse was that it had to occupy but yeah I mean episodes eight onwards were definitely they were you know we saw I, I saw them on the spotting session for the first time with, with the, the crew and the, it was pretty opening and exciting and, I, I like that, you know, I like to be able to, I like to know kind of where a show's going, but also in terms of musically for me to keep it exciting, I find it really cool to just to, to be surprised by an episode, to watch it and to kind of try and, you know, I get straight off the session that we watch together and then I just start making music right then and try and keep in the, you know, that kind of fresh state that you're in when you've just seen something mm. that's really, really exciting just trying to channel that into as I can. Yeah, no, I, I love that because it, it's almost just a a reaction that we have just as viewers as we're sort of taking all of this apart. And um, so I, I think that's a, a lovely way of putting it. Um, and I'm just curious, I mean, in regards to those, I mean, now sort of infamous needle drops, is there a favorite that that you have from one of the... 10 episodes i mean obviously they all have um importance in your life um but i heard that incubus was i think one of your favorite bands yeah they were they were huge to me as a teenager yeah for sure i mean from their kind of first first ep onward you know they were like a big favorite of me and all my friends i'd seen them play a bunch of times um <clears throat> so that was really cool to to have that in there and you know and to get to play a part in recording those things and, and helping out from that side of things you know with steam thing and stuff and um, but i think another big one for me was the tori amos track one play girl mm. um yeah. yeah that that was something i remember the being really small and hearing my i remember seeing the cd in my parents kind of cd rack and i just thought the 
cover was really interesting and i was like cornflake girl like that just felt so crazy as a kid like why would you pull a thumb out what does that mean so uh-huh. uh, and yeah my parents used to listen to it all the time so that was a really yeah but now a lot of these things man in this show it's really cool because it just feels like so full circle in a way to get to make music for a show that has all these elements that were so kind of formative you know to, to me being who i am and my mm. personality yeah you know, it's been interesting. I mean, it's funny that you mentioned Cornflake Girl because um, that was also in an episode of Yellow Jackets this season. And it was like hearing that in, in one sort of instance and then hearing it in, in the beef instance was, uh, I mean, it was it was so cool. Um, and I, I sort of love this resurgence of, I mean, I'm a 90s kid, but very early on in the 90s that I, or I was later born in the 90s. So um, I didn't have that great exposure. So it's been it's been fun sort of revisiting through these shows, just um, and especially beef um in regards to that. So I, I it's just it's been such an interesting um sort of musical journey, I have to say. Yeah. I mean, especially as like, you know, a lot of that music itself, you know, is filled with so much kind of angst and, you know, aggression. And it's it feels like particularly the bands that were making that kind of stuff at that time uh it was you know a form of catharsis for them being young people making that music too so i think it's a really interesting thing to kind of link to the show uh emotionally as well Mm. and i mean you've said that this um is a score that you've always wanted to make and i wonder if you can just expand on that just from the fact that it's so heavily influenced by um your sort of teenagehood young adulthood um or if there's more behind that too yeah i mean you know i like i mean i've played guitar since i was six uh you know music's always been a really huge part of my life and i kind of classically trained as a, as a child and then you know once i got to kind of 12 13 i mean you know i was super into oasis when i was like eight and that kind of thing and then you know 13, 14, 15, started getting into metal and, you know, all the kind of stuff that was coming up then, like Incubus and Deftones and Limp Bizkit and all that kind of stuff. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, I think they're, they are very kind of formative years, both times, and, you know, not only you hearing that music, but you're finding your kind of friend group and girlfriends and boyfriends and all that kind of thing. And so it's all wrapped up in this really kind of, emotionally kind of you know it's like a it's like a whirlwind that time in your life and uh so i think you know the music that i kind of make solo tanks and cloak and the scores that i've done so far is it's a huge part of my personality but it's not it's not everything you know there's there's so many other things that i love you know i'm, I'm a, just a music fan first and foremost and uh, so it's just yeah really great to you know these things have been there are things that like I haven't found a way to express in my solo music and I haven't quite had a, a, a scoring opportunity that's come forward yet that gave me kind of license to, to delve into those kind of influences so I think you know having beef was just uh yeah it was things that have been inside me for a really long time that I've never really had a vehicle uh for expression expression for um so it felt felt really magical to just be given kind of free reign by something to just explore that and then you know we could kind of refine it as we went along something that I hope is really unique 
Oh yeah. No, absolutely. And I mean, in our final, I mean, just a couple of minutes, I mean, what, what is next for you? What, what's on the bucket list um, that you want to tackle next? Uh, I mean, I've, I've, I've kind of just taken one off. I mean, I'm doing, I've always wanted to do a superhero film. Um, so uh, yesterday, actually, we just finished recording orchestra for Goofy, which is a Goofy superhero film. That's really, really exciting. It's a really different, different kind of uh, superhero film of what we've seen before. And I think the score is really exciting too. So really pumped. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm, I'm really excited. I saw that on um, your IMDb page. So I, I'm very, I'm very excited to see how that sort of all comes together. Yeah, so it's a, it's a, it's yeah, it's a really interesting kind of trio of things to kind of you know, say some new musical ideas, which I'm really excited about. Hmm. Uh, well, Bobby, I just want to thank you so much for for chatting with me today. This is just thank you. It's an absolute pleasure. Seriously. No, no, thank you. And I, I, I can't wait to hear what you do next. And um, I, I'm just, I'm on the ride. It, this, it, I've just been such a big fan um, since Midsommar. And so I, I'm just, I'm, I'm really excited to see the next projects that you, you tackle. That means a lot. Thank you. And hopefully we get to do this again. No, 100%. That would be great. Thank you all for listening. This episode was edited and produced by me, Jackson Vickery. Graphics were done by Dylan Michael, and the opening and closing theme were done by Sterling Gavinsky.